This is Unclaimed Bands, show 185. Hey music listeners, this is Sean from Unclaimed Bands, and tonight my guest is This Way to the Egress. Uh, welcome. How you doing tonight? Thank you. Cool. Uh, good, how are you? I cannot complain at all, you know, things have been going pretty <laughs> damn good for all of us here. But um, uh, can you do me a favor and uh, introduce yourselves uh, Introduce yourself and tell us what you do in a band? Sure. Uh, my name's Taylor Galassi. They call me Tyrant Taylor Galassi. Uh, I am the front man, and I play accordion, write most of the songs with the help of uh, my partner in crime, and also in the band is Sarah Schoen, also called Saddle Sarah Schoen, and she plays keys and also helps me with writing songs. Uh, we do have other band members. Um, Tuba is uh, John Wentz, also called Tooby Doo. Uh, we have Joe Bone on trombone. We have Jacqueline the Kid on banjo slash guitar. And we have Crispy Zach Martin on drums. Nice, nice. Unfortunately, they couldn't be here, but we're happy that you could be here for this. Uh, very cool. eclectic as far as the instruments go and your sound. I really like it. Um, why don't we give everybody a taste of your music? Uh, what what should we uh, play for? Uh, let's start with our first single. Um, let's not pretend. All right, this is "Let's Not Pretend" by This Way to the Egress.
right, that's Let's Not Pretend. Do me a favor, tell us something about that song. Uh, it's funny because uh, that, that song actually uh, was inspired by a past relationship that used to be within the band. And I mean relationship within the band. Um, uh, that person had left, and uh, at the time, that's kind of what I felt. Because when I wrote that song, it was kind of an emotional time. I know I'm not trying to get all serious and stuff, but that's really what it was, was about. So um, it's a little metaphorical and stuff. It's not too literal. I mean, I'm still friends with these, with this person and everything. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's what it's about. And then, of course, I had to go into that Balkan breakdown because uh, I'm a huge fan of Balkan and Klezmer. So I just stuck that in there for fun. Well, that works. That all works. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. You know, it's been a little while since I, uh, when I first got to see you guys and first got to um, you know talk with you, I think it was down at uh, Dewey Beach Music Conference. Yeah, yeah. So this is, I'm glad, we, you know, that was just a quick little thing, so I'm glad we are able to do a little bit something fuller here. Um, tell me about the band. How did you guys get started? How did it all come together? You know, I, I, I've been looking for musicians all my life. I always knew I wanted to do something. I was actually a drummer for most of my life in many, many bands, and I thought that was my calling. And uh, then at one point, um, I kind of just got sick of all the music I was hearing. I just, I was like, ah, oh, this I'm going to try something different. And uh, I started a search, and I found Sarah uh, literally at a bar. Um, she was playing, and I kind of went up to her and I said, hey, I'm starting a project. Um, if you're interested, maybe we can get something together. She called me, and then she actually knew um, our original drummer, and then she also knew a trombone player, and our tuba player, actually, I was in his band for like four years, and now I found out he played tuba. And I said, why don't you join up with me? And uh, Jacqueline, um, I knew through a friend. Now, that sounds a lot easier than it really was because I, I went through search, the Craigslist and all kinds of, you know, stuff like that. And I was just, nothing against Craigslist, but you find mostly like crazy people <laughs> and people that are just not serious or not passionate. And I really went down the list. And um, yeah, I, I, I lucked out with this lineup, but this is probably the best lineup we've had. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, we, we've uh, we've talked to a lot of people who found or attempted to find people on Craigslist, and you know, there's something about quality musicians and yeah. cheap used furniture. It just you just you exactly. Know, <laughs> I don't know how that gets together, and you know, but uh, but uh, yeah, whatever. I guess, I guess it's uh, the modern day billboard or something else like that. Um, so you guys, you you released a new record uh, in May, uh, Great Balancing uh-huh. Act. Uh, how's it been going for you guys? Great. We just got off tour. Uh, we did a little mini tour, kept it short and sweet. I think we did about 15 shows in 18 days. We had a few mishaps, but it was probably one of the most successful tours in terms of uh, attendance. Uh, very well promoted, and we um, got together with a PR company called Greenlight Go. And, uh, I mean, I can't really complain too much because we went, like, balls to the wall um, for seven months straight with this with this album, and I, I think it's our best one yet. And uh, we're already looking at a fourth, so oh, wow. we're at least writing for writing for it. And um, yeah, but to answer your question, I think it's gone great. And uh, actually, our vinyls we're putting out vinyl for this album, and that got delayed. But it's actually a blessing in disguise because what we're going to do is um, late July we're going to start doing some vinyl release shows. 
So we'll get to re-promote the album on vinyl. Oh, nice. So nice. That'll be awesome. Yeah, yeah. So while you were out on this tour and you said some mishaps and everything, what, what's like the craziest thing that happened while you were out on this tour? On this tour? Um, well, okay, so first we had to replace an alternator. Not too big of a deal. That got done in an hour. Um, however, our van did get broken into. Oh! <laughs> um, driver's side window smashed. Um, it was kind of a smash and grab, so they got two backpacks, which really was just all of my toiletries and stage clothes. Um, they got my drummer's uh, clothes and like his drumming books and stuff like that. But they did get the band laptop, which Ugh. really, really, really sucked. Um, we kind of freaked out. Uh, I think we I kicked a suitcase down the street for a little bit. Um, and uh, we called the cops and kind of just tucked their tail between our legs and set out the next day, fixed the window, and went on for the rest of the tour. Um, we actually started a GoFundMe um, for that, and our fans, thank God, helped us raise some money so we could get a new one. So it really it could have been worse. It could have been way worse. Oh, yeah, yeah, but still. See, so everybody out there thinking it's all like, you know, party and women and rock and roll and all that. No, yeah. No, no, it's a lot harder on the road. Absolutely, absolutely. Oh, that really sucks, man. Sorry about that. Yeah. That's okay. So, reading over your bio, I got to ask, you know, you guys say, you have the statement in there, uh, accordion-led ensemble. So, I got to right. ask, at what point, because obviously you were a drummer first, uh, you said that, at what point did you go, yeah, accordion, yeah, that's going to be our lead instrument? I mean, because quite honestly, I think only, like, maybe you guys and, like, Weird Al has ever done that, okay? I love Weird Al. I love Weird Al, just so you know. Nice. <laughs> uh, I just recently got to meet him, and it was really awkward because I was, I'm was i very rarely starstruck, but I, I just I didn't know what to say to the man. But anyway, um, I was introduced to Gogo Berdello and, like, a lot of Balkan and Kledgerin music about eight years ago. And I, when I wanted to start the band, I knew I wanted an accordion because that was very prevalent in all the music I was listening to at the time. And uh, instead of finding an accordion player, I thought, I might as well just try to learn it myself. Um, I grew up playing music, so <clears throat> I have a very musical family, so it wasn't really a big deal. I actually called my mom and said, do you know a accordion teacher? And of course she did. So I called up this person. Her name was Beverly Kerno. And uh, she said, yeah, come on out. I bought a accordion from a friend. And the rest is, the rest is pretty much history because um, accordion was, I, and I still say this, if I had to teach any instrument, it would be accordion because that's pretty easy instrument. It's really just buttons, coordination, and rhythm. So Yeah, yeah, but, but there are a lot of people that can't handle that. I've seen them dance, so, you know. <laughs> but the thing is, if you're properly taught, and I've taught people that knew nothing about music, um, I, I had them playing in a month, uh, a very simplistic song, but I, I bet if you did, put anyone in front of me, I could probably teach them another month. Really? I think so. Okay, I'll, I'll, okay. I, I, I would bet on that. Well, well there you go. There, that could be your, your fallback <laughs> career later on in your year of golden right. years, right? Yeah, definitely. So I, I have to, you know, I have to wonder, um, and I'm... When you go to a place, uh, you know, you're playing live, especially when you're on tour and something, and maybe you're playing at a place where a lot of people don't know your music, okay? Do you find that when people, like, see you start taking a stage and you whip out the accordion that they're like, oh, God. 
I mean, do you find stereotypes um, about about because you're coming in, you know, maybe not with what are classically considered like, I don't want to say not sure. instruments. They are instruments, but I mean, not in you know band instruments. More like as in band camp instruments. Yeah, I mean, you got tube right, and everything well, else usually, like that. Usually, people see, you know, two amps come in, two guitars, a bass, and drummer. Um, absolutely, we definitely get looks, but I think it's great because whether they're, you know, I'm not saying they're judging or anything, but usually they stick around because as soon as the tuba and the accordion comes out, uh, usually people are wondering what's going to happen. You know, even if they're thinking this is going to be some weird polka band, we actually have a, <clears throat> a, a habit of getting the accordion out first so I can just lay it on the stage to attract attention. Um, because I nice. realize that it's definitely not normal, but I don't think it's bad. And I, I mean, I, that's why I started the band because I was sick of the normal. Yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely. I think it works for you guys. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. That's cool. That's cool. Good marketing strategy there as well by leaving it, leaving it out there early. Yeah. yeah. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> so now here's a little off the wall question we're going to ask. Mm-hmm. If tomorrow... You, this way to the egress, got invited to put one of their songs in a time capsule that wouldn't be open for a thousand years. Which one of your songs would you choose, and why? Well, this probably would differ with Sarah and maybe some of the other members, but um, I would probably go with one of our drinking songs. And if I had to pick one, on one of those would be either "Pound Your Bones" or "We Won't Go." Um, I think I would probably go with We Won't Go um, because it's, it's you know, the song itself is not just about drinking, but it's, it's about, like, everyone getting together, fuck the world, we're here, um, let's, let's drink and be merry and, and just ha- have a blast. And uh, I think that would illustrate the band's, you know, meaning more than any other song off the top of my head. Well, I love that choice, and uh, why don't we uh, why don't we take a pause and play that for everybody? Awesome. All right, this is "We Won't Go" by This Way to the Egress. Found a sawbuck on the ground, picked it up, dear. Spent it wisely on a whiskey, maybe four. Maybe five. Now I'm face down in the gutter. I knew I'd never cut her. Cops are breaking down my front door. Pack my bags, leave town in a hurry. Filled my suitcase with spirits and a scarf I end up here with you Drinking in the saloon Tie that scarf around my eyes for blind man's bluff No, 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 I tell you we won't go Let's drink tonight and we become the curse No, 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 we've got no place to go neighbor's wife. When I was just a youngin', I had low expectations, but my lucky knife would carve out much respect. Funny thing, when life it creeps up on ya, proceed that keep walking on your face. The mirror never show it, you never really know it, till you're on a slab with rigor and a grave. Kitchen. 
future is uncertain So we fake it till we make it Spirit's getting drunk now We're punching in the dark now Fever's growing rotten Tonight we'll be forgotten We're running through the mazes And all we've got to say is Pour another drink Cause you've got no time for thinking No, no, no go uh definitely an upbeat song loving it um what's the best place for people to go and find all the information about this way to the egress uh i would say our site first www.thiswaytotheegress.com that has all our show dates our bio um even our input list um also though our facebook page is uh very active um and we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, we're on every social media site almost, um, and they're all pretty active, but Facebook and the, the website would be the ones I'd steer. Cool, you got that pretty well covered. All right, so people, when, yeah. you're, uh, when you're done listening to this interview, go to the site, find out more about This Way to the Egress, and uh, you, guys, you guys planning to do, uh, besides the vinyl uh, release, is that when you're looking at doing another, another tour, or...? You know, um, it's a little up in the air because we are going to start concentrating on putting out uh, good media in terms of like video, uh, music videos, um, maybe another EP or something. But uh, we are trying to kind of hunker down and get a little more creative with, uh, you know, next album or, or what, whatever we decide to do. Um, I will tell you though that if a tour comes along, we will we will go because we've. We definitely love traveling. So, good, good, good. I'm glad the uh, the theft didn't put you all guys off from that. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. Hey, um, what's the first record you remember buying? I, I could tell you. 
the first record that I bought was on a cassette tape, and it was Appetite for Destruction by Guns N' Roses. <laughs> nice, nice. Not a lot <laughs> of Cordy in there, but it's a great album. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Uh, we were, in fact, on tour, we were, I, was, I made someone put it on Spotify. I was like, I want to go back to my youth. I still remember all the words. <laughs> cool, cool. Um, you know, ultimately, when you when you think about it, and this project as a band, and and as you move forward with it and create new music together and everything, what do you think is the main thing you want people to get from your music? You know, some sometimes I, I've been asked this question, and I never really have this big profound answer. But like, really, um, the kind of person I am, I'm, I'm a very lighthearted pretty positive guy and I, I think I just want to portray that through the music because um, I know I have grim lyrics and stuff like that but it's really just about life and, and the name of our third album the great balancing act you know life itself is a big great balancing act has up and down stuff and that our music is that where it's very balanced it has a, it's ups and downs it's very straightforward sometimes it's kind of crazy a little bit psycho and uh, I kind of want to I want people to feel all of that through it because that's really what it is. Wow. Okay. That's a great answer. That's <laughs> really a great answer. Seriously. Um, well, listen, before we wrap everything up here, is there anything you want to say to your fans out there? Uh, I, I would like to say thank you because, like I said, we started a GoFundMe and we already raised over half of what we need uh, to get another laptop. We... I could say this 120%. Um, we would not be where we are today without the fans that come to our shows, that buy our merchandise, that encourage us, send us emails. We just got an, a, all these emails from Poland, getting emails from all over the, uh, the world uh, encouraging us. And I could not be more flattered because I did not expect that. And I really just started this because I wanted to hear the kind of music that I wanted to hear. And I, I'm finding out that there's other people that want to hear that music too. And it allows us to do what we do because people, because we have fans. So I would just say thank you. As of now, I would just want to say a big thank you. Wow. Cool. Cool. Well, I want to thank you for making the music because uh, I definitely was digging you guys down at Dewey. And uh, I'm looking forward awesome. to seeing you uh, again in the future. Uh, and everybody out there, you make sure that you get a chance uh, after coming to your neighborhood. Go check out this way to the Egress. And uh, I'm not going to ask you about the name because I know, but I want people to ask you about the name of the band. Okay. Okay. A little, little, little sure. go, go up and ask. Okay, people, go up and ask. You'll get uh, an education. I'll, I'll tell them the story. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, all right, everybody. Look, uh, this is Sean from Unclaimed Ga- Unclaimed Bands. My uh, guests have been this way to the Egress. Um, until next time, everybody. Keep uh, tuning back in for more great fans like this way to be Thanks. Thanks, Tony. The statements, views, and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the individuals and in no way reflect the views of unclaimed bands, its parent company, or subsidiaries. <laughs>